Have you ever thought about what or who inspires you? Have you ever tried to sit down and write a story or maybe paint a picture and then find that all your ideas have dried up and you just can't think of what to write or what to paint? Hello everyone, I'm Kathleen Pelly. Welcome to Journey with Story. Since we celebrate Valentine's Day very soon, this week's story is all about someone who discovers that the only thing that inspires him to keep making his inventions is being able to do all the things he loves while being surrounded by all the people he loves. This is one of my older books that was published back in 2006 and it's set in Scotland because not only is that where I am from, but Scotland is a land that's renowned for its long list of inventors. Let's take a journey with Inventor McGregor, written by Kathleen T. Pelly and published by Farrer Strauss and Giro. There might be some Scottish words here that you may not have heard of before. Don't worry, I'll explain them at the end. Hector MacGregor lived in a higgledy-piggledy house with a cheery wife, five children and a hen called Hattie. Mendit MacGregor, everyone called him, because he could mend most anything that needed mending, they said from fishing rods and fairy wands to top hats and rubber ducks. Day after day, people brought him their squeaky skates, squiggly spoons, wobbly wagons, tangled kites, knotted yo-yos, headless dolls and footless soldiers. With a blob of glue or a squirt of oil, with a tap of his hammer or a shimmy here and a shimmy there, Hector MacGregor mended whatever needed mending and sent everyone on their way with a skip, a hop and a hum. In between his gluing and oiling and hammering, Hector MacGregor liked to stroll down the winding lane at the back of his house, where the bluebells grow and the smell of wet heather lingered long and sweet. There he sang a snippet of a song, or twirled a whirl of a fling, or sometimes he pulled out his palette and his easel to paint a picture. Then back to his mending he went with a heart that was both happy and full. And every night before the shades were drawn, Hector MacGregor nestled his fiddle beneath his chin and played a rousing reel or a sweeping strathspey, while all around the house, from pantry to parlour, his cheery wife, five children, and his hen called Hattie, whirled and whooshed and whished. One day, Angus the postman stopped by to have his bag patched. That wee scoundrel of a Scotty down Looper Lane has torn my bag to tatters again, he grumbled. Ah, oh, dear me, said Hector MacGregor. We need to stop that scallywag. Leave it to me, I'll think of something. The next day, Hector MacGregor handed Angus a shiny new bag covered with all sorts of buttons, dangling cords and flapping flaps. What's this? asked Angus. It's a barking bag, said Hector MacGregor. Whenever you see that Scotty, just push this button, flip this flap, and it'll set off a barking noise as loud as a hundred wolf hounds. With his new bag slung over his shoulder, Angus the postman went on his way. 
By the end of the day, the whole town had heard the story of how the barking bag had sent that Scotty fleeing with his tail between his legs. Now everyone wanted Hector McGregor to concoct some thingamabob or thingamajig to make their world a little better or brighter. When Mrs Mackay complained about her boys who doddled and dilly-dallied all the way to school, Hector McGregor invented a pair of detachable monkey tails so they could swing and swoop and swish through the treetops all the way to school. To lighten the children's school bags, Hector McGregor invented a paper pump that blew up their books with helium. Now off to school they sauntered with their books, bobbing and dancing above them like a bunch of bobbing balloons. For Mrs McIver, who had triplets and a husband at sea, Hector McGregor pieced together some helping hands that she could strap to her shoulder. Every morning, with a flick of a switch, off it went, wiping noses, zipping zippers, tying laces and holding hands. For Jamie Campbell, who always slept through his alarm clock, Hector McGregor invented an alarm bed that popped his head from the pillow like a jack from his box. And for wee Willie Beatty, the smallest boy in his class, Hector McGregor cobbled a pair of bouncing boots so that he could see over walls and fences and heads. Inventor McGregor, everyone called him now, because he could invent most anything that needed inventing, they said. And in between his inventing, Hector McGregor still strolled down the winding lane at the back of his house, where the bluebells grow and the smell of wet heather lingered long and sweet. There he sang his snippet of a song, painted his picture, or twirled a whirl of a fling. One day, the president of the Royal Society of Inventors, Nigel Withers, paid Hector McGregor a visit. Congratulations, Mr McGregor! He said, we are so impressed with all your inventions that we want you to become a member of our society. We want you to start working for us immediately in your very own laboratory in the city. Why, thank you, said Hector MacGregor, but I don't think I'll need a laboratory. You see, I like working here where I can sing and paint and... Oh, no, 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 protested Mr Withers. Real inventors don't have time for all that nonsense. They invent... That's all. Just imagine how many more gadgets and gizmos you'll be able to invent with a clear head and no distractions. Hector McGregor scratched his chin. Hmm, he said, maybe you're right. And the next week, Hector McGregor set off to work in the city in his very own laboratory. Mr Withers gave him a long white coat and a badge that read, Inventor McGregor. Outside his door hung a sign with the words, Quiet, Inventor, Inventing. All day, Hector MacGregor sat at his desk in the laboratory, thinking about what to invent. He thought, and he thought, and he thought. So long did he think that by the time he arrived home at night, all his children were sound asleep in bed, and his cheery wife sat dozing by the fire with Hattie the hen in her lap. The next day was no different, nor the next, nor the one after that. Day after day, week after week, Hector MacGregor sat at his desk in the laboratory, staring out the window at the toy shop across the street. He thought and he thought and he thought. But no matter how long or how hard he thought, no ideas came to him. 
soon people stopped calling him Inventor McGregor. Whenever he walked on the street, the people whispered to one another, Shh, it's sad. A mistake. He's not a real inventor. Hector McGregor hung his head in shame. Whenever Mr Withers popped his head around the door of the laboratory, Hector McGregor saw the frown in his eyes and again he hung his head in shame. Oh, maybe I'm not a real inventor after all, he thought. Maybe I should give back my badge and my coat in my laboratory. But as he was thinking this thought, he noticed some painters painting the toy shop across the road. Suddenly an urge tickled down his arms and into his fingertips. Up he bolted, out the door he flew, across the street he dashed. Quick, quick, he cried to the painters. I need to borrow your brushes and paint. Huh? Bewildered and befuddled, the men handed them over. Back to the laboratory raced Hector McGregor with the paint pots dangling from his arms. Clutching a paintbrush in each hand, he began to slosh and swish the paint across the laboratory wall. Splish! Splash! Splosh! First, he painted a picture of his cheery wife sitting beneath a plum tree at the side of his house. Next, he painted a picture of his five children paddling in the pond by the front gate. Finally, he painted a picture of his hen, Hattie, pecking her cotton at the bottom of the winding lane. Then he threw down his brushes and beamed at all the faces he loved, splashed across the wall. With a hoot and a holler, he dashed out the door and flew down the street. Where are you going? Mr. Withers called after him. Home, cried Hector McGregor. Home to my happy, happy home. Back at his higgledy-piggledy house, Hector McGregor kissed his cheery wife, his five children, and his hen called Hattie. He strolled on the winding lane at the back of his house, where the bluebells grew and the smell of wet heather lingered long and sweet. There he sang a snippet of a song. He twirled a whirl of a fling, and he painted a picture of a marmalade cat curled up in a patch of sunlight. Then back to his inventing he went with a heart that was happy and full. Week after week, one more incredible invention after another spilled out of him. Peppermint pencils, doggy wellingtons, jelly bean erasers, tartan grass, mufflers to warm noses, and books that glowed in the dark. Inventor McGregor, everyone called him again, because he could invent most anything that needed inventing, they said, just as long as... He could sing and paint and fiddle and fling and love all that he had to love. And every night before the shades were drawn, Inventor McGregor nestled his fiddle beneath his chin and he played a rousing reel or a sweeping Strathspey. While all around the house, from pantry to parlour, his cheery wife, five children and his hen called Hattie whirled and whooshed and whished. Well, in case you're wondering about the meaning of some of those Scottish words, whish just means to whirl round and round and round very, very fast. A strathspey is a type of Scottish dance, slow and rhythmic, like a waltz or like a river. And for those of you who don't know the word tartan, in America you usually use the word plaid instead of tartan. Did you have a favourite invention that McGregor made? 
Perhaps this story might inspire you to come up with some of your own inventions. Teachers, mums and dads, sadly this book is out of print now. But you can buy some used copies online if you like, or you might find a copy at your local library. Happy Valentine's Day. Hope you can spend some time, like Inventor McGregor, surrounded by your happy, happy family and doing all the things you love to do. Cheerio then. Join me next time for Journey with Story.